Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's DVC show coming up. We're going to take questions from the folks in our DVC fan Facebook group coming up next. Hello, everyone. Coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week via Skype by my good friends from dbcstore.com, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello, everybody. Also joining us, uh, Webmaster Doc, also known as Rob Lindsay, although I think his wife does now call him Webmaster Doc. I think that's his legal name. (laughs) Uh, Rob Lindsay joining us from uh, South Carolina. Um, Jackie Gailey, senior editor of the Diz, also on Skype. And we're not switching to them only because Skype is a little weird with switching sometimes. Um, and of course, uh, the one and only Mr. Paul Krieger joining us as well. Back in the nook, our producer, Mr. Corey Fiescanero. What we Welcome should, home. what we should do for these when we're having these Skype. Things like this, we have that many people. We shall have like their glamour shots, their glamour headshots to put up. I think that would be fun. That would be really funny. That sounds scary. Yeah, it kind of does. A little bit. Did you get that leather jacket and pop the collar? I'll throw the I'll throw all the pictures in to Snapchat and we'll throw some fancy filters on. There you go. All right. Before we get started, just a reminder, folks, if you are looking for a DVC resale contract please head over to dbcstore.com and give our friends there a visit or pick up the phone, call them 1-800-550-6493. Jerry answers that phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he particularly yes. loves it when you call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. Um, help you. <laughs> they can also help you if you want to rent out your points or if you want to rent points. If you're thinking about joining DVC and before you make the financial commitment, you want to you know, maybe rent out points for a vacation. They can help you with that. Again, dvcstore.com or give them a call 1-800-550-6493. And for today's show, we asked the folks on our DVC fan Facebook group to, uh, we asked them to throw their questions at us. And I know Paul is monitoring that thread. So Paul, what do we have? Uh, we got a nice smorgasbord, uh, for lack of a better word, of questions. Um, the first one I'm going to throw out here, just because it was a popular topic in, in this past year, is uh, what do we think, when do we think uh, borrowing restrictions uh, that have been implemented this year as a result of the ongoing pandemic, when do we think those are going to end? I don't know. When do you think they're going to end, Paul? <laughs> um, we, we talked about this on a recent show. I personally think we're going to see them stick around at least through 2021. I think in the uh, middle part of that year, we may begin to get some uh, idea from DVC as to whether or not um, 2022 opens back up borrowing. But they just may hold on to this for a little bit. Um, you know, they're still, they're still selling when they sell DVC as a direct um, – purchase. They talk a lot about uh, the banking and borrowing abilities of, of Disney Vacation Club. Uh, it's a big selling feature. And uh, to keep it that way, I think they have to keep it around in some capacity. So um, 
we won't see them go any further with it, I hope. Uh, but it may take some time for them to get back to that 100% threshold, just knowing that there are millions and millions and billions of points that are that are sort of stuck in the system right now with no place to go other than RCI, which, let's face it, that's not a good decision no matter what you do. So. <laughs> and as RCI owners around the world, thank you for... <laughs> For that, I agree with you. Though. Um, uh, I, I I agree with you. I think we're not going to see. I, I don't think we're going to see a change to it in 2021. We may have an announcement in 2021 as to when those restrictions are going to be lifted, but I don't think we're going to see it until actual restrictions lifted until 2022 at the earliest. Anyone disagree with that? Yes, I actually do, and I, I know the more seasoned DVC people are also saying. They don't think they're going to let up on it, but I think that they will let up on it. And why I say that is the current availability. There's lots of it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised based on that, that they let up on it and say, okay, borrow what you want. Let's get this availability chunked up. Well, I, my, my, my problem with that, again, as we mentioned in a recent show, they are, they are really having to read tea leaves right now to figure out yeah. What's going to happen? There's no model for them to go on. Like there was no DVC during the 1918 pandemic. Um, <laughs> so there's no model for them to go on like what the recovery from this looks like. We don't know. And I think right now they're probably going to play it safe, which is why I don't think, you know, because we don't know how many points got affected, you know, in total by the, the, the shutdown. So I think that's really, you know, that's a piece of the puzzle we don't have. And so, yeah. Of course, Disney knows. Well, yeah, but they're not, they're not on Skype right now. (laughs) No. And they're not going to tell us, but they're going to make their decisions based on, on all that. I think that uh, I, I, you know, for the argument's sake of 2021, probably not going to lift the borrowing restriction. But it makes sense that they probably would lift it in 2022. All the points that were affected in 2019 banked into 2020, the points from 2020, those are going to expire. Those will disappear from the system eventually, and then they perhaps will go unused. But the fact is it makes sense that why keep the restriction in place past 2021 if those points that were clogging the system now no longer exist? Unless, again, it rolls over again, but it does – the 2020 points roll into 2021. But again, I think that, uh, it, yeah, 2021, we'll see that restriction go away. That's my thoughts. All right. I hope so. I feel like it's like, that would be such a nightmare for them to, I mean, can you imagine if they don't give people a chance to even use those banked points? Well, they're giving them the chance now. I mean, the resorts are open. People can go. I mean, obviously the pandemic's causing some serious issues, but but they technically can use the points. They just, you know, it's yeah. just not maybe it's time because of what's going on. Right. It's true. All right, Paul, let's, uh, let's have another question. So uh, as of this going up, I believe uh, uh, we will be past the Disney Vacation Club board member meeting um, and the annual meeting uh, in which uh, nothing much exciting happens. But uh, members do get to ask questions to the management of Disney Vacation Club. So the question that was asked by Jason is if you could bring something up as a question at the Disney Vacation Club board meeting, what would you ask? 
Oh, that's easy. Why does your communication with your membership suck so bad? That would be my question. Why are you not better able to communicate even when you don't have an answer to communicate that you don't have an answer, but you're working on it uh, rather than the deafening silence we got uh, at the beginning of the illness. Um, that would be my question, but I'll open it up to you guys. I would probably ask. Don't all talk at once. Yeah. I'd probably ask. Uh, so what do we know about the Disneyland uh, DVC tower right now? When do we think we might uh, be able to to buy those contracts? And, uh, you know, do we have any more projections projections there? Because I think that's probably the most exciting exciting bit of news that I'm holding out for is uh, all the information on that. See, and I want to know what's going on. I think if I were going on Thursday, I want to know what they're doing with reflections. Because I've seen so many rumors about it being canceled and yada, yada. People assume that, you know, but Disney hasn't said that they're, they're canceling that. I can't imagine that they would cancel it, but I want to know what's going on. So I would like them to kind of give some more information on that kind of goes back with the communication bit. You know, one of the usual, one of the usual parts of the annual meeting is a look at what's coming. Uh, It's a preview of, the next resort that's coming. So as far as questions about reflections or other resorts, uh, that would be announced at a meeting along with uh, artist, architect photographs and images and so forth. But uh, so those questions would be answered, but Pete's correct. Now, Pete, quite honestly, your question will like, will get ignored. No, of course. <laughs> because that's not the kind of question that they want to feel at a at a public meeting like that. But well, you know, they a lot of the questions at the meetings I've been to, a lot of the questions are why is it so hard for me to make a reservation for Christmas week? Or why is it so hard for me to do this? Or I used to be able to uh, a week before make a reservation and I can no longer do that now. So Yeah, no, of course my my Soft question would never questions. get answered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would ask, I would ask a, a question about the Riviera restriction and see if there's any reconsideration of lifting that from uh, the members who purchase directly from Riviera. That would that would be my question. That's a good one. Well, I'm, I'm taking a look at this thread, Paul, and there's one here um, from Tammy. Uh, what is all the hubbub about resale owners getting merchandise discounts for shopping? I got 30% discount recently, but it seems many blue card owners get all hot and bothered about it. Why is there such a class warfare with resale and blue card owners? I'm happy for anyone who can afford DVC, no matter the route. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> right there with you. Um, there is class warfare. And the, one of the reasons I think some of that is happening is um, because the, the the members are engaging in some class warfare because the management is um, more and more restrictions on resale owners are, uh, you know, those are coming from management. And I think the, the, the discount, speaking of discounts, the one they're giving at festival of the holidays, 
I, I think in order to get the discount at the food kiosks, you have to stand on your left foot on a Thursday during a full moon <laughs> and be a direct member. Um, the most ridiculous, specific uh, restrictions that I've ever seen. But, you know, this is why we recommend to people, you know, buy the minimum amount of points to get a direct membership so you can get some of these perks of the blue card. Yeah. Normally, those perks are things like Moonlight Magic which have not happened at all this year. So I think they're trying to roll out some things specifically for direct members, but I'll open it up to the, the group for their opinions on this. Yeah. So I think that, uh, go ahead, Paul. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, Disney vacation club created this sort of class system in differentiating direct from resale. They are directly responsible for creating this. Um, I'm not aware of people sort of giving up and huff about um, resale members receiving discounts. I'm all for that. But I think when you have the guidance and you have the, the managing entity, Disney Vacation Club, telling you that you need to be a direct owner and you need to be uh, a blue card holder to get these perks, that then talks you into purchasing direct more than it would so otherwise, which has always been a big reason they have these perks and, and they have these discounts. So when you're told that, but then you see people that spend a whole lot less money um, getting those same discounts, it's like, well, wait a minute. I was told that to get those, I had to spend this exorbitant amount of money. Um, and so I guess from that perspective, I sort of see, I, I, could, I could see people being upset over that. I mean, for me, I think that resale should have access to the same discounts as as direct gets, unless you have a good reason as to say, this is why these people get this and not these people, like we talked about before with Moonlight Magic and how those parties are paid for. So that is a good argument to say, okay, it's for direct members. Um, but as far as like trying to sell more merchandise, I mean, you can you can give that to everybody and I think you'll be fine, you know? <laughs> All right. What else, Paul? What, what other questions do we have? Oh, somebody's asking, when am I shaving my head? Soon. That's your answer. Soon. Maybe even by the time this comes out. So there. Um, another question I saw in here to piggyback off of uh, what Jackie had mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, question about what's happening with reflections. Uh, but taking it a step further and going, you know, if we do assume that reflection has been shelved, uh, it would also be safe to assume that we may not see reflections in its current form come back. So if you could put any, any style of resort on that property right there, um, what would you put? How about a four seasons hotel? That was basically reflections. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a Marriott. That was a Marriott, uh, Marriott rehab, um, you know, cause it did the, 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 artwork for reflections, the name and the artwork. I'm like, Oh, it's a rehab. And I should know because I've been to four of them. So, I mean, that's kind of just what it, what it struck me as what style would I put that? I don't know. 
I don't know. So I I have a thought on this, and I don't know if, especially right now, we need another resort. And I think that's a big reason why Reflections isn't really uh, a priority for them right now. Um, but uh, a, a occurring phrase with Disney is that it's not a museum. And I always thought, how cool would it be, would it be is if at Walt Disney World, we kind of had a museum. So if in that area, instead of opening an, another resort where people can stay, we could open up another attraction-based area where people that are already staying here can go. So like some sort of, you know, history of Disney museum type thing. Uh, I always threw out there what I thought would be really cool is if they made the old Kingdom Park where, you know, they had all the old retired attractions there that people could go and relive the nostalgia as the new uh, as the new things came in and the theme parks grew and expanded into with new technology and stuff like that. So I just think something like that would be really cool. And especially uh, uh, in, a, in a world where we're just trying to disperse and distance crowds even more now than ever, I think a new area for people to go uh, is really important. See, I think they should take the money that they were going to spend on that and build more member lounges in the park. You look at how popular that member lounge is in Epcot. Yeah. And really, you know, put one in every park, put one in every park. Yep. And that will, can, that will also, I feel like sell more contracts because there's that, like with club 33, there's like that allude. They're like, wow. Like those, those secret, allure. Yeah. Allure. You know how I am with the words, but it creates that, that really cool uh, thing about club 33 where people are like, are like, I want to get in that lounge. Uh, not that the, Member Lodge in Epcot is like a Club 33, and it's also not like kept hush-hush. Like You can find videos and stuff and pictures of it online, but I think it will add that extra oomph to make people like, wow, DVC membership, that sounds cool. I think I think that will be uh, the name of uh, Fiasco's fragrance line when it comes out, elude. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about uh, – See, I always do. hoped when I, when I first learned that that there was a water park there back in the day, I always hoped that they would redo that, that they would just completely, you know, rebuild it and put a water park back there. Well, they would have to, you know, remember the reason that River Country, one of the main reasons River Country closed was, you know, stay out of the damn lakes. The, yeah. the the primary pool there was uh, was part of the lake, and you know as we've ascertained, that's just not a good place to be. No. So they would have to basically, you know, get rid of that and make an actual pool uh, there to do that. I I don't think we're going to see that coming. I think we have, I think we have enough with uh, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe and again, I was just thinking, rattling through my head all the different resorts that they have. But, you know, an Asian themed resort might be something that they could consider because they have the influence in Tokyo and China. And like, you know, the theming for all their current uh, uh, resorts. I mean, they've got beach resorts, Hawaiian resorts, South Pacific resorts with the Polynesian, you know, the Victorian style, the Animal Kingdom. They've got all these themes. But they're missing the Asian theme, and there's a huge market for that. That would be a culturally cool for people here, and then all the you know people visiting from overseas to 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 enjoy. So I think that would be kind of an interesting 
Oh, I just want to I just want to point out that the Asian resorts, the ones that you're talking about in Tokyo, aren't Asian themed. They're all U.S. themed, um, or 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 Mediterranean themed. They're not. You know, there's nothing like I stayed in Hotel New York, um, which you know is considered like that's like they're moderate at uh, at uh, uh, Tokyo Disneyland, and that was stunning, stunning. Hotel. I think apps. the original plan at Disney World was, was for to an have Asian. an Asian resort yep. on the land to the left of the monorail between the TTC and the uh, Contemporary. Oh, nice. Yeah, there but was an original plan. Never happened for the Asian yeah. res- for an Asian resort there. Um, so. But you never know. That would be so cool. Like they have, I I think that would be cool if they did like all of the cool merch that they have over there and all of the cool design that they have over there. I mean, when you see pictures of Tokyo Disneyland, it's swoon worthy. Let's have a resort like that. If we can't have a park like that. (laughs) All right, Paul, what else you got? One more. Uh, We had a, we had a couple people ask the question um, if you could design a future DVC perk um, or, or a new DVC perk for members, uh, what would that be? I think the greatest perk that Disney ever offered was tickets upon check-in. And this was early on with uh, Old Key West. If you bought in the very beginning, you got a, a ticket based on the size of the accommodation. Andrew Beach. And Bureau Beach. Okay, yep. So the depending on the size of the accommodation, Disney would actually offer you park tickets. I think that was the coolest perk that has ever existed. If they brought that back to me, that'd be incredible. Didn't they also used to give DBC members annual passes, Doc? Extreme no. discounted. There was a yeah. premier platinum or whatever they called it back then that was like $350, which was in, insanely cheap versus the retail price. So it was a perk that they offered a few times, uh, discount uh, annual pass, Premier Platinum or whatever they called it. But it was very cheap, but not free. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I read I read somewhere that they, origi- they, they also offered a, a Disney cruise at one point uh, for signing up for Disney Vacation Club. It was, that was on the big red boat. And that was a very early. It, it, at one time, I can't, I've never been able to find a, an image of it, but the original DVC logo, I understand, had a big red boat on the logo. Oh, wow. Later on, just had the mountain of the three mountains with the the DVC logo in the middle of it. But anyway, yes, they did have a a uh, an arrangement with the big red boat cruise line at that early on. Well, you know that was uh, that was very prescient of them because you know eventually. DVC and DCL both now under the same business unit within Disney and they work hand in hand with each other. But, um, you know, and of course, Big Red Boat was where Disney figured out they wanted to be in the cruise business. They partnered with them, kind of learned what worked, what didn't, uh, took a look at their ships and figured out what they could do better. And that was not the sole reason that Big Red Boat went under, but um, it certainly didn't help that. You know, that was a family-friendly boat, a uh, ship, and then DCL comes along, and that was the end of that. So. I have a really good idea, um, but DVC, if you're going with this, then you're going to have to cut us in. Uh, but a member subscription box that the members can opt into, say like 30 bucks a month, 
And then every month you get a member exclusive piece of merchandise that only people subscribed to the box for that month get. So like a pin. So only the people that were subscribed to the DVC subscription box for the month of December get this pin. The next month you get something else. But we just patented that. that. Idea. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. That's a good I one. Like take it. my money. <laughs> yep, take it. Yep, here it is. Yeah, because there's a there's a DVC holiday service, I believe it is, that I cannot find if I needed to save my life with it. I want it really, really bad. And it is not on Shop Disney. And I cannot find it. And come on, you guys, make more of that. Yeah. Give us or do they just they just sold out of it? Yeah. Did they just See, sell out I, of it? I kind of I'm with Jerry with the tickets. I think that DVC members should get a nice discount on annual passes. So I think it should be a substantial discount, not just a little discount. Like when you renew your annual pass, it's less than buying a new one. I think that they should do it for 500 bucks. You know, I mean, they're obviously not going to do it for 350, but do it for 500 bucks. Like give us something that makes us feel that we are really getting something here. Yeah. yeah. So I think one of the major reasons that a lot of uh, owners are buying direct right now or have recently uh, have been due to Moonlight Magic. And I would love to see them take that a step further and almost offer something at least once a week in the Moonlight Magic sort of feel. I understand that they can't go to the extremes that they go to now with special fireworks and all of that stuff. But even if it was um, uh, like, like a dessert party uh, at, at Magic Kingdom to watch Happily Ever After or something like that, um, it's so hard for many families to plan their vacations around those select Moonlight Magic dates. And so making that more of a benefit that all members can potentially take advantage of um, I think that would be, that would be a cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for people that don't live right here. Like you, like, it'd be great if you, you know, like they had those, gosh, I forget what they call what they were called. I'm drawing a blank, but they had something that they did like on a regular basis so that, you know, no matter when people were vacationing, they could probably usually catch one. Yep. something so on Wednesdays like, or something. It's so like that, what comes to my mind is just like extra magic hours. So like, if you were like, Hey, DVC members, every Monday, the parks open, this park rotating is open an extra hour just for you. And we have a little dessert <laughs> party at this area for you. Like that would be, I'd be on, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some great questions. Thank you folks for, uh, for submitting those. And uh, just a reminder to everybody, uh, you can check out our uh, Facebook group, our DBC Fan Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash DBC Fan. Also, just a reminder, because I keep forgetting to mention it in these shows, that beginning January 1st, these shows and uh, the, our DBC shows are going to be exclusively on our DBC Fan YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DBC Fan. We are splitting up our shows onto their own channels because it was getting too cluttered on the Diz Unplugged, so we're moving things around. Um, but please make sure you head over there, 
hit subscribe, hit that bell for notifications so you don't miss any of the content that we're putting up there. And that will do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next Monday with another edition of the DBC Show. Have a great week.